Hello and welcome back to Ask a Monk. Today's question is about drowsiness. So I was asked uh, how to deal with falling asleep when meditating. Someone said they would like to be able to meditate and they've tried but they find themselves falling asleep every time. I think I've addressed this before but uh, not comprehensively so I'd like to uh, do that now, uh, sort of referring back to the Buddha's teaching. Um, now the the person who asked the question this time um, said that he would like he or she would like to use uh, the meditation uh, for 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 the purpose of of feeling rested. So they they want to be able to find rest but still be alert. And I'd like to caution that that may be the reason uh, why you're feel falling asleep when you meditate because you've got the wrong understanding of what meditation should be. If your intention to, is to simply rest, then falling asleep is probably the best way to do it. Um, uh, to, to an extent, I mean, I guess if that's the only, the, on, the point is if that's the only intention that you go into the meditation with, then that's the direction that your mind is going to go. Um, if, if you sit down and meditate and say, okay, I want to feel rested, your mind is not going to, to develop energy, it's not going to be um, be awake and alert, it's going to s start to, to tend towards the only way that it knows how to rest and that is to fall asleep. There are better ways and meditation I think certainly does lead to much more of a rested mind state but the mind won't go in that direction uh, unless you, your intention in going into the meditation is to use it for the purpose of meditating and that is to understand reality and to be able to deal with the difficulties and the problems and to understand the difficulties and the problems that you have uh, in your mind and in your life. If you go into the meditation with this mindset, this sort of mindset, then your mind is more likely to be alert and to be interested and you're more likely to be able to pay attention, less likely to fall asleep. So that's the first bit of advice I would give is to try to reevaluate what you expect to get out of meditation. Uh, resting is certainly not the, the, the purpose of practicing meditation, not the best aim. And it, it's go, if that's the aim going into it, it's, as I said, going to have these sorts of repercussions causing you to fall asleep. Nonetheless, um, for those meditators who have made up their mind and come to understand what it is that meditation is for and are using it for the purpose of coming to understand reality as it is, there are times, especially when doing intensive meditation, that you find yourself feeling drowsy and even falling asleep. So how do you deal with this? Well, the Buddha gave seven specific techniques that one could use to uh, overcome drowsiness. And there are actually seven different sort of types. Of, they deal with seven different types of drowsiness, or, or at least a few different types of drowsiness. Each one is, is unique in its, its approach. And so I'd like to, in this case, refer directly back to this. It's the Pachalayana Sutta or Pachala Sutta or Chapala Sutta. It's in the Anguttara Nikaya, Book of Sevens. So we have seven seven ways of dealing with uh, drowsiness. That's Buddha. So the first way that the Buddha said is to change your object or to um, examine the object of your attention. Because one of the most... Uh, obvious way, obvious reasons why um, 
someone might become drowsy is because their mind has begun to wander. When you're sitting in meditation, you begin by focusing on a specific object, but your mind starts to wander and, and slowly fall into a more trance-like state that, that is bordering on sleep and, and eventually will lead one to fall asleep. Now, uh, when that is the case, it's important to think about what it was that you were, th you were considering when you were, when you were feeling drowsy and to change that, to go back to focusing on uh, the, the original object and to be careful not to let yourself uh, fall into the reflection on these on speculation, speculative thoughts that are going to lead your mind to wander. Often it's the case that we'll start to remember things that we're worried about or concerned about and that will lead our minds to wander and speculate and eventually get tired and, and, and you know, fall, into, fall asleep. Um, so the Buddha said, be careful not to give those sorts of thoughts um, any ground. Whatever thought it was that was causing you to feel tired, um, to, to avoid that, that thought and to not think much, not uh, develop that, that uh, train of thought or state of mind. Of course, the, the best way to do this is to come back to your meditation uh, technique and especially to deal with, as the Buddha said, uh, the, the drowsiness as, uh, uh, itself. Instead of allowing the thoughts to build the drowsiness, focus on the drowsiness and look at it. When you do that, you're, you're letting go of the cause of the drowsiness and the drowsiness will disappear by itself. Uh, also, the, the um, attention and the alert awareness of the drowsiness is the opposite and you'll find that the drowsiness as you watch it because of the change in the mind state the drowsiness itself goes away so you can try to focus on the drowsiness itself which is is quite useful but most important is to avoid the the thoughts that were causing you to become drowsy the second way is to if if this practical method doesn't work of reverting back to the practice and adjusting your practice you can go back to the teachings that uh, the Buddha taught or that your teacher gave or so on and to go over them in your mind um, to, uh, to think about, for instance, the four foundations of mindfulness the body, the feelings, the mind, uh, the, the various dhammas, the hindrances of the, the emotions or so on focus on what it was that the Buddha taught or what it is that your meditation teacher taught and uh, go over them also. The body, how do we focus on the body? Think about maybe ways that you are uh, um, lacking and, and things that you are missing in terms of awareness of the body. You know, are you actually able to watch the movements of the stomach or be aware of the sitting position or the breath or whatever is your object? Uh, are you actually aware of the feelings when there's a painful feeling? Are you actually paying attention to it? For instance, saying to yourself, pain, pain, or if you feel happy or calm, are you actually paying attention or are you letting it drag you down uh, into a state of lethargy and a state of, of fatigue and, and drowsiness? And the same with the mind and, and the mind. So, so refer back to the teachings and think about them in your mind. Uh, examine them and and relate them back to your practice and, and compare your practice to the teachings. In that, if you do that, first of all, just thinking about these good things will, will wake you up and, and remind you of what you should be doing. Uh, and second of all, it will allow you to uh, adjust your practice. 
The third way is, if that doesn't work, or another way to deal with drowsiness, is to actually recite the teachings. And I know from experience that this is uh, quite useful, for example, when you're driving. I remember when I would be driving uh, um, somewhere at, at night and trying to be mindful, watching the road and steering, turning, uh, seeing, and the emotions that arise and so on. Um, that I would find myself drifting because sometimes there would be excess concentration and, and not enough effort and I'd be falling asleep. When that happened, I would actually recite the Buddha's teachings and we'd do these chant, chants that we have of the Buddha's teachings. Um, the, the, we, we actually recite them. So there's not um, it's not really an intellectual exercise, but it's something akin to um, singing songs when people turn on the radio and sing along when they're driving late at night. Uh, it's something that will wake you up, um, but also, of course, because it's the Buddha's teachings, it's something that will invigorate you and give you effort and and uh, give you um, the encouragement that you might need, thinking about the Buddha, thinking about his teachings, thinking about um, the, the meditation practice, and so on. If that still doesn't work, we the, the fourth method, the Buddha said, is to uh, start to get physical. And the Buddha said, you, you pull your ears, or technique of waking you up, kind of stretching your cranium, uh, rub your arms, rub your body, massage yourself, and, and maybe stretch a little bit um, to kind of wake you up, uh, to get the blood flowing and to give yourself a little bit of physical energy, because that might be the cause. Your, your body might be um, tired or so on, your body might be um, stiff, for instance. Some people might even go so far as to practice yoga. I think it could be a very useful technique to waking you up uh, because it's a different technique and actually uh, might lead in a different direction. I wouldn't recommend extensive practice of, of yoga in combination with um, insight meditation, but uh, there's certainly nothing harmful in, in, in practicing it. Uh, and, and certainly in moderation for the purposes of building the energy necessary to practice uh, meditation. But at any rate, the Buddha said massaging and, um, and uh, rubbing and pulling your ears and so on. If that doesn't work, another way to deal with drowsiness, the Buddha said, is to actually stand up and go get some water, pour water on your face, rub water into your eyes, um, and look to all directions. The Buddha said, you know, take a look around. This is a way of kind of waking you up and, and stimulating your mind to sort of get rid of this uh, heavy state of, of concentration. Look in all directions, look all around you, go and look around, see what's going on. Uh, look up at the stars, he said, usually drowsiness comes at night, so go and look up at the sky, look up at the stars, look up at the constellations. It's uh, a way of, of breaking up this heavy concentration, giving yourself a more flexible state of mind break to, to throw off the lethargy, the, the drowsiness. Uh, he said if you do that then it's possible that the drowsiness will, will disappear and you'll be able to continue with your practice. Uh, you can do walking meditation, the Buddha said. This is uh, A part of this is to switch to doing walking meditation. That's one of the reasons for walking um, meditation as well. It, it allows you to develop effort and energy. If you sit all the time, it's easy to fall asleep. If you do walking as well, you'll find that when you do the sitting, you, you feel charged um, afterwards. So this is the, the fifth method. 
The sixth method is a specific meditation technique, and it's probably not applicable for most beginner meditators. But uh, if you've been practicing meditation for a while, and I suppose even, a, even as a beginner you could uh, attempt it, the technique is to think of day as night, to resolve on the um, meditation or the awareness of light, even though it's dark at night, because of course night is, the darkness is something that triggers our recollection of, oh now it's time to fall asleep, and causes us to start to feel drowsy, our mind triggers uh, the drowsiness routine based on the fact that it's dark. So you trick yourself, you tell yourself that it's light, or you you envision, you can close, with your eyes closed, you can imagine light, or become aware of light. I know there are monks who told me that you should do meditation with a bright light on, and uh, I suppose this could help as well. I've tried it, I don't, it doesn't seem that uh, useful, but um, I suppose it could be, uh, at least to some extent, but here the point is to actually get it in your mind that it's light, that there is light, because that will trigger the energy in the mind. It's a way of, of stimulating energy. He said, thinking of though it's night, to think of it as day, and to get an idea in your mind. If you've actually been practicing meditation for a while, you can actually um, begin to envision, envision bright lights. Some people even get very distracted by these lights, or colors, or pictures, or so on. And we have to remind meditators not to get off track and to acknowledge them as seeing, seeing, to just remind yourself this is a visual stimulus. It's not a magical sensation, magical experience, or a, certainly not the path that leads to enlightenment. It's the wrong path. But in this case, it has a limited benefit of bringing about energy and effort. It has its use, even though it's not the path. Um, and that's the sixth method. If that doesn't work, the Buddha said, lie down. And the Buddha's way of lying down was to lie down on, one, on your side, not on your stomach, not on your back, but to lie down on one side. And uh, I'm not sure you, you can prop your head up, or you, I don't think that's mentioned, but the way I would often do it is to actually prop my head up on my elbow. Um, and it's, it's a technique that I've, I've seen other people use and monks use. Um, and it seems to very much keep you awake. If you start to fall asleep, your head starts to fall off your <laughs> your arm and you wake up uh, quite well. It's also quite painful in the beginning. It's something you have to develop. Um, it's a physical technique that you have to develop, just like sitting cross-legged. But um, at any rate, lie down on one side and perhaps not propping the head up, but at, at, at the very least resolving on getting up. The Buddha said, you're lying down and you know you know, you, you're kind of given up at this point because you, you're feeling like you can't overcome the drowsiness, so you're going to accept that you might fall asleep. So you lie down and you say, I'm going to get up in so many minutes or so many hours. If it's time to sleep, you say, I'm going to sleep for four hours or, or however long you're going to sleep, and I'm going to get up at such and such a time. When you resolve, think about, before you go to sleep, think only about that the fact that you're going to get up, so that when that time comes, uh, you'll find that if you resolve in this way, you, you're actually, your mind is able to uh, somehow um, wake you up at that time. It's amazing how, how uh, advanced the mind really is, that you'll find yourself waking up a few minutes before the hour that you were going to wake up, or, or how many minutes you were going to sleep, or so on. 
And then the Buddha said, and then get up. He said, um, resolve in your mind, I will not uh, give in to drowsiness and I will not become attached to the pleasure that comes from lying down. Because one of the things that we miss, um, one of the, the great addictions that we miss is the addiction to sleep. Many people like to lie down for many, many hours and sleep a lot. And it, it's because of the physical pleasure that, that comes from it. But the problem with this physical pleasure is, like all physical pleasures, it's not permanent, it's not lasting. And uh, it's not the case that the more you sleep, the more happy you feel. You, in fact, feel more uh, depressed and more uh, lethargic and less uh, energetic, less bright and, and, uh, and um, you know, at peace with yourself. You feel more d distracted, less awake and less alert. So, um, the, you know, the Buddha said, this is... This last one, you have to, you have to make it. Um, you can't just lie down and say, "I'm going to go to sleep and fall asleep." You have to be strict about it. That I'm going to set myself how long I'm going to sleep, and then when I wake up, I'm going to get up and go on with my practice. The Buddha said, "This is the way that a person should deal with drowsiness." So, rather than give my own thoughts on it or something that's vaguely based on the Buddha's teaching, there you have directly as best as I could um, um, translate and, and paraphrase and expand upon it, uh, the Buddha's teaching on uh, how to deal with drowsiness. So, thanks for the question. Hope that helped.